Hey, listen to the Commander Kukult Podcast, episode 122. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today we're going to kick off our two-part Modern Horizon set review. Now hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. Back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down, but before we get to that, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor and remind everybody that Commander Cookout Podcast is proudly sponsored by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's biggest magic store. Yeah, we actually have FaceToFaceGames.com up because we are going to be talking about the spoiler and we're going to be using their website for some of our pricing. Yes, and we're going to complain about the big numbers because you th- we make the joke like, oh, it's one American, it's 5,000 Canadian. Well, guys, prepare to be amazed. Yeah. You know, we're not going to complain about face-to-face's prices per se because they're competitive with everybody else. We don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. Yeah, 100% they are. But the the price point of the boxes in these, I don't know, what do we call the master sets or s- special products, right? Sure. Is just the, the, the premium um, set every year. Yeah. Is just expensive, right? We're going to touch on that. It's We've got two episodes to do this. We decided that to go a little bit longer form with it, right? And delve into the legendaries, set the tone for the set, and make sure that we're doing a, a proper review. I want to give you guys the review you deserve, not the review that we would normally give you. We're going to try something a little different. And, oh, uh, I was trying to make a we'll, Dark Knight we'll, reference. No, we're leveling ourselves up. I was trying to, too, and I was like, nah, I'm bailing out. Damn it. I'm not doing it anymore. You are the Commander Cookout host that... They've got right now, but not the one they deserve because you just bailed out on your Batman reference. Did I get there? Yeah, I think so. I think I got there. I think you might have got there. Okay, sweet. Terrible. All right, so that's what we're going to do for the next couple of days. So no list this week. Yeah, a couple days because tomorrow is our bonus episode. Yes. We're just jumping bonus episode, first Wednesday of the month. F it. Yeah, well, we got, we wanted to jump on this one before the set was released, but after the whole thing was spoiled so that we don't end up missing anything. We didn't, oh, we, last yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't think anything good was going to be coming up in War in the Spark. It was already so good. Yeah, and then we missed like Ugin and yeah. a bunch of finales. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody played Ugin yesterday at EDH&M. Oh, yeah? Pff, lasted zero turns. It just killed. Yeah. Actually, it was it was the worst like possible train of events where the guy dropped the Ugin, he... But was it manifested his top card or whatever? Yep. And uh, somebody just smashed him, like Ugin with this giant trampling dude. And it just so happens that the card that was manifested was the sweeper the guy had been looking for. So he just swept the board at the end of the thing. Ended up helping him quite a bit, aside from the fact that he lost an Ugin. Oh. Well, Damn it. Gonna, what does Ugin cost? Six? Six or seven, yeah. Six to make a blocker and draw a card? And avoid taking, I think. I think it was 11 damage from a trampling big, big. Yeah, six mana, gain 11 life, gain 11 virtual life. Yeah, that's pretty good. And draw a card. And then, yeah, and then draw, like, the card that you needed. He would have just drawn that card anyways. Yeah, he would have got it anyhow, but. That's fine. That's fine. It was whatever. Ugin's good. You know what Ugin's not as good as? Karn. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think, I think, I listen to a lot of magic content, right? And I think literally every single format plays Karn, the great, what is it, great protector? The great creator? Sure, I don't know. The, the one that gets stuff from exile and you get your... The Null Mike, Rod Karn. Yeah, Mycosynthlattice, Null Rod Karn. That's Vintage, insane. Like, what legacy, about? modern, standard, commander, and he's good and limited. And I'm sure somebody at Wizards is like, they're never going to have six mana. 
<laughs> Why would they get a microsynth lattice? It costs six. This card, this card's only good in commander, and it's gonna make the price of null rod go down, and which it probably did. I don't know. Null rod comes out on two. So does Karn <laughs> in a Karn deck. <laughs> <laughs> in a deck with 15 mana rocks, so does Karn. Yeah, I guess. We are not a War of the Spark review show. We are not. <clears throat> Why don't you tell everybody where to find us besides face-to-facegames.com? Is that it? I don't know. We don't have a .com for it yet. We'll figure something out. I've been working on it through like the week, and I just haven't come up with anything good just yet. Just when you're showering or mowing your grass or vacuuming, you're like, how do I say .com? That's actually what I do sometimes. I'm just sitting around and like, .com, 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 and it's people walk into the room and like, Brandon, what are you doing? Malfunction. Like, oh, yeah, you just unplug them and plug them back in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just from... blow into his like cartridge. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you probably don't want to Google it. <laughs> no, you don't. But if you want some social media coordinates, you can get a hold of us at some point in some way. We are... CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. You can also find us at Commander Cookout on YouTube and Facebook. You can also find us at patreon.com slash CCO Podcast if you're in a position to help the, the show grow and would like to, to support us in that way. You can also find us wherever better podcasts are found on your iTunes, your Google Plays, your Google Machines. And if you would like a complete rundown of where to find us, of our giveaways, and all that kind of good stuff, you can check out the show notes below, or you can go over to our official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. There we outline our The Dark giveaway. The whole dark. Technically, this set review is just like, shoehorned into the arc of audience yes 2.0 the revenge yeah but a five-star rating and itunes review will get you entered into the entire dark giveaway the whole set of the dark the whole dark any creative way that you've shared the show with your friends your play group your local game store if you can show us that you've shared the show in some way we will get you into the hat to win the dark as well this is this has been challenging because i'll get like a facebook message or a twitter something and it's like oh yeah like the the entries are coming in from different formats, so it's like I have to find some way to organize them. Yeah. Oh, I've been getting a couple too. One guy actually sent me a, a message. I, I forget where it was, and he said uh, talks about the show all the time, and the way that he brings it up in conversation is he always, he calls it them dick tastes instead of dick taste now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's like dick taste of Heliod. Oh, you know where I got that from? Yep. Go podcast. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, very much so. Now yeah. we we have one other giveaway going on for new patrons. Anybody who signs up. During the arc of the audience, 2.0, the revenge, as you say, I is going to get a super sweet, terribly beat up, and awesomely written on with pen proxy card that I bought in a collection. I'm going to read you some of the names. City of Brass, but it's actually an Iron Root Tree Folk from 5th edition, 4th <laughs> edition. An Underground Sea, that's Ooh. actually an illusionary wall from Ice Age. That's totally playable and... Whichever way you want to play it. How about a pirate ship? Why not? If you want to become a patron, not only are you going to get those awesome, awesome proxies signed by your boys Ryan and Brando, CCO sticker, and access to the new and improved Commander Cookout Discord channel. Yeah, Evan's been helping us out a lot uh, while doing battle with everybody. Yeah, F you, Evan, for arguing with everybody. You know what? He's he's very opinionated, but a very excellent resource because he does actually take in a whole bunch of different uh, magic the gathering content yeah, he knows his stuff as well as he manages the local like this week in magic for our local facebook like the saskatoon facebook group 
Oh, yeah. So he locally knows what's going on with Magic. He plays multiple formats, like he plays Modern and stuff. Yep. And he plays Commander with a couple different playgroups. So he does cheat on us. Scumbag. But uh, he is the dude there. And we've got set up now a spoilers channel, a deck help channel. So if you're into CCO decks and you want CCO Nation, like actually CCO Nation to help you build decks. They totally will. You can do that for on like on the Discord channel for becoming a patron. Turns out Discord's pretty cool. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing, this is maybe a teaser for the after the arc of audience. We have an Oathbreaker channel on there. Yeah. And we, we're, we're kind of weathering the storm right now a little bit, right? Like, yeah. Where it's like we, we haven't touched it yet because we're still a little bit weary that it might just die. Like Tiny Leaders or whatever those other stupid frontier. Yeah. So I think, I think Brando is going to put together some information on the, uh, the Oathbreaker format once we know that it's kind of here to stay. And then we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit from time to time, maybe. Yeah, we'll do maybe like a an Oathbreaker episode. Why not? And then if something is particularly good in Oathbreaker, like a card in Modern Horizons is possibly possibly, then we'll we'll throw it a bone. Sure. So that's that's all been made possible through the Discord with the help of CCO Nation. So huge thank you to everybody involved in that. Yeah, we 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 do appreciate you guys listening and contributing to our to the show. Huge shout out to the actual new patrons that we're going to shout out today. Okay. And huge thank you to any new patrons in the future. Yes. Let's do these shout outs real quick, and then we'll get into the the stuff, the the meat, the bones, okay. the potatoes, the bones and the potatoes. I don't think that's how it goes, but uh, could be. We're going with it. Yeah, we we don't know. Local guy. I love the local support, FYI. Now that we're playing EDH and M's and stuff, like people people are digging on us. Brent Hummony. Brent Hummer me. That is even better. In the pre-show, I said a Hummer joke and you got a hundred percent all the way there. <laughs> Brent Hummer me. Brent <laughs> Gummer me. That's even better. <laughs> Do not Google that. Do not. No, no, no. Okay. Returning patron. Cool. I think. Sure. He said he's back. I believe him. John Molinari. Molinari. I'm going to flex my English major muscles on you. Gotcha. A little bit. How about John Moriarty? Mm, never heard of her. That was Sherlock Holmes's arch nemesis. Sherlock Holmes and him die when they fall off of a waterfall. Oh, yeah. And then he came back. So... The return, Moriarty. Oh, double, double, double. Boom. Yes. Yeah, I got there. John Moriarty. Did it. I was going to make some Italian pasta sauce joke. That would have been good, too. Yours is better. <laughs> no, I like this one. This is a cool name. James Rockefeller. You think he's a Rockefeller? Um, I don't know. I want to name my kid Rockefeller. <laughs> like your fir like the first name? Yes. Rockefeller Paneff. Rocka. Yeah, I guess then you could ooh, you could shorten it to rock. Then you you have yeah. the rock. <laughs> yeah, and nobody would fight him in middle school because he'd just give you the people's elbow. Ooh, or the rock bottom. Yes. Or the right. one of the worst worked punches on earth. Yes. Yes. Um, those were bad. Do we just call him James Rock? James the Rock. Yes, James the Rock. We've got some wrestler patrons. We do, and now we have another one. Yeah, James the Rock. Feller. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson? No, James the Rock Feller. <laughs> James the Rock Fe James the Rock Johnson Feller. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, last shout out. George Harmon. Seems normal. That's just like a normal. 
How about James Hardon? That is beautiful. <laughs> Elegant, quick, to the point. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's good. Great. I like it. We got it. <laughs> Huge got thank you to all of these patrons. I don't know why you want nicknames, but now you've got them. Yeah, welcome aboard, everybody. Oh, sorry. One last one. Ooh. He increased his pledge specifically to get a nickname. Oh, my. Jeremy Furlong. There's got to be a fur and long joke in there. Or Jeremy Footlong? Yo. Oh, I just got a shiver. That was such a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Footlong. God, that's awesome. <laughs> that is a good one. You know what? We just have to have just CCO nickname show. <laughs> so everybody, if you've got your Discord invite, make sure if you haven't, make sure you link up your Discord account and your Patreon account in Patreon settings, and you can set your name in Discord to your CCO nickname. That seems to be what people are doing. I appreciate that lots. Yeah. Because I read them like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That's fun. Man, that's excellent. Super good. Okay. Should we talk about a set? Nah, first I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a funny story. I'm okay. going to tell everybody a funny story. So I was going to a friend's birthday last night after EDH&M. Okay. And I had to make a quick stop by the liquor store in my old neighborhood, which granted is not the most stellar part of town. It's not the most desirable of neighborhoods? Correct. Okay. So I park in the parking lot of the liquor store, which is like in an alley behind a bar that's closed now. This <laughs> sounds like like such a bad place. And I got out of the car and I looked over to my left and immediately saw two guys in a fist fight. They were just <laughs> fist fighting in the parking lot and there isn't was a there bar other, there anymore. Was there other people around? No, there was just two these two guys having a fist fight just in a parking lot. It's like Beating each other. Wow, up. there weren't. They didn't even have cars there. It was just they're just fighting in this parking lot. I was like, oh my god. So okay. I go into the, I go into the liquor store. I'm in the cooler. I'm looking around. I hear the door open again. And these two guys walk in, and they have those like are the fight guys. No, these are two different guys. Okay, these are two different guys now, and they both have like those scraggly kind of teenage beards. They're all patchy. Oh yeah, and those little like sort of mustaches that just look like they go caterpillar died on their face. Oh yes. And they're wearing like sweatpants and sandals and they're just these two those, those jogger sweatpants that all the kids are wearing. And just greasy looking dudes and they roll in. What do they grab out of the cooler, Ryan? Oh, they grabbed fucking pill. They sure did. Yes. <laughs> and I knew they grabbed pill before I came around the corner and saw that they had it. Oh man. These, like, these guys are my new best friends. Yeah, these guys are those jogger pants. <laughs> these guys are buying pill, I guarantee and I came around the corner. Fuck a pill. Oh, yes. So I buys my beer and I leave. And as I'm turning the corner at a green light, at a green light, somebody runs a red light with a fucking beer in their hand. What? Like, <laughs> just, they're just drinking a beer while running a red light on a major street. Hey, you, this is your old neighborhood. Yeah, man. man like, holy shit. It was, it was the worst. And then I followed some old lady that was lost in the neighborhood that I was in, and she was going, I'll bet you two. I could have got out and pushed her car, and she would have sped up. Not because she was afraid, because I could push the car faster than she was driving it. That is so awesome. Oh. And then I got lost on my way to my buddy's place. You know what? It's funny. Just <laughs> coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence, but coincidentally, <laughs> I was in the same neighborhood last night when I gave uh, Bryn a ride home. Nice. Yeah, we went... Uh, we went Three-year-old stomping grounds, I guess. <laughs> we didn't see any fights. You missed out. Or any armed robberies or whatever. <laughs> you were not you were in the, the wrong part of the neighborhood. <laughs> Most excellent. All right, now we should probably do a set review. 
Ah, fine. Can we talk about it before the show? I think we're going to break this up just to keep it more kind of commander cookouty focused. We're going to start with some of the commanders. <laughs> the legendary Creech. Yeah, there's there's nine of them in the set. We're going to talk about them for a little bit. Then we'll break down some of our favorite stuff in some of the colors and talk about the set in general. And yeah. I think that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, I think so. But before we do, we got to set a tone. We've got some time to set the tone that we think the set presents. Like... I think you told me before we started recording, you have two complaints. Yes, I have two complaints and about this. So one is I don't want to start okay. off on a negative, but yeah. we're, we're, we're kind of are, but we'll we'll make it positive because we do very much like this set, right? This, this is an incredible set, and I think that is why my first issue is such a thing. And the first issue is, of course, as I think everybody with this set, is the price. Okay. I think that this, especially these specialty sets premium sets wizards has gone on record with other ones as saying this product isn't for everybody well this is a set that's meant to prop up one of your most popular formats yeah this set to... is for everybody who plays or wants to play modern but no it's not because some people can't afford it yeah like well and those same people are already not playing modern because they can't afford it exactly like this isn't going to get new players into modern with 300 dollar boxes and yeah i think we need to qualify that um real quick if we want to pre-order a box locally or if we want to order a box from face-to-facegames.com that costs brando or me 300 canadian dollars yes which is like what is that that's four four dollars american yeah that's like four or five i'm just going to do the math real quick on that because that's actually important it's $230 US, give or take. Sure. So it's it's a thing. And it's, What's it's, a regular box in USD? One, it's 100 bucks. 129 I don't know. 1 or 110 It's not very much, I don't think. So this is like double? Ish. Okay. Pretty close, yeah. Like this this is super expensive and the packs are 10 bucks a piece and it's like it's a there's a barrier to entry here and there's, while the set there's is amazing, no MSRP on packs too, remember, right? It's like just charge whatever you want whoever is selling the packs. So if they start to sell like hotcakes because there's thirty, forty, fifty dollars, hundred, two hundred dollar foils, yeah. then they're gonna be like more expensive, right? The, yeah. the the price the price it m- might float a little bit. So you walk in one day and packs are eight bucks. You walk in the next day or the next week, next time you're at F and M, the packs are like twelve or fourteen. And and they say this is gonna be print to demand. But they'll only print to demand it, I'm guessing, until, like, what, Commander comes out? Because that's usually what they do, is they'll print it once, then they'll flood the market with it again, then they'll piddle some more out, and then it's gone. Like, this isn't going to be a set that's going to be around at Christmas time. Yeah, uh, is and, is Commander 19 the next product that's released? I don't I, think that there's any other sets after I, this one, right? Yeah, this comes out in June, which I guess is now, and in a couple of weeks, and then Commander's in August, so I can't see them having something yeah, else. Yeah, no, there is, they're, they're cappy. Anyways, yeah, um, is, is that both Is no, that both no, your complaints? What's no, the other one? The other one, and this one is minute, and I've saved this one oh, for this, the second this one. Oh, this is a brand of just being a curmudgeon? Yeah, this is just me being a grump. They finally print me a dredge card. <laughs> okay. And it's Dredge 1. Like, give me Dredge 2. That's well, all I they want. They printed a card with Dredge on They it. sure did. I didn't even see that. It's like Red 1, Destroy an Artifact, Dredge 1. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a, it's a great card. I like the card. Is it Dredge or is it Delve? Dredge. Oh, I did see that. I thought it was Delve. And it's, I just, I want Dredge 2. Dredge, I don't like Dredge 1. I don't like Dredge 1. Because uh, it just feels like I'm fixing a draw. It's like, eh, give me this other card back. I want 2. 
I want it. I want. I want two. You, you'd play it in a dry GDH deck. Just because you need redundancy. Absolutely, I would. I would play it in a in a red deck. I would play it in a sideboard in a modern deck. Actually, like it's a good card, and it gets artifact over and over again. It's a solid card. Just give me dredge two, damn it. I only play fifteen mycosynth lattices in my sideboard. <laughs> That's all I play. Okay, that's fine. I um, there's some asshole playing four microsynth lattices in his sideboard in case one of them gets like into the cord or something. <laughs> yeah. Like if they just happen to float some mana to get rid of it. That's so. Excellent. You just have another one. Oh god. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if if I have complaints. I mean, there's stuff that I don't like, but it's like it's fine. Yeah, I think beyond the price, yeah, yeah, the set's amazing. You know what's I, funny? I'm so docile. I'm li- I'm like a. I'm like a animal that's just waking up out of a tranquilizer when it comes to what I don't like about magic. It's like, oh, they said it's not for me. Uh, I guess it's just not for me. Uh, <laughs> I like, I, I don't care. I don't care that the sliver is like fifty bucks. I'm just like, not nah, okay. I guess I just won't buy one. <laughs> that's because <laughs> I don't you, know. That's because you don't have a set of every sliver in foil, Ryan. I know, but okay, I've got I've got a <laughs> completely tricked out. Mistform Ultimus deck, and if I want to make like tribal, like real everything tribal, and I play Morophone, the new everything color tribal commander. Yeah, he's like a hundred million dollar foil, and should I buy like seventh edition foil elvish champions to go in that deck, and I make it an elf tribal deck instead of merfolk tribal like Mistform? It's like. Nope, he's one hundred nineteen dollars, and foil seventh edition Elvis champions are like seven trillion dollars. Well, I guess that's just not what I'm gonna do. I don't know, and then I just move <laughs> on. I guess I don't. I'm not saying that it's it's that's the right thing to do because just like being passive isn't always correct. I I guess I just don't. I don't take offense to things, and I know that you're not taking offense to this set either. Yeah. We we wish that we had more money. We wish the set wasn't as expensive, or both. I'd prefer just to not spend two hundred dollars to keep my set going. Three hundred. Is it three hundred? Oh, two hundred to keep your set going the, of foil slivers. Yeah, I, I, I actually do have a set of foil slivers, and if I want to keep doing that, it's going to cost me two hundred dollars. You well, remember too, this is um, pre-release pricing hype. It'll go up. The, I don't know. I, it, I don't it, know if it will. You see, the second wave of boxes hit the market, and it's going to go down. It will. Well, yeah, I suppose. We'll see. Over time, over time, it's going to go up. Depending on how good the first sliver is in EDH, because that's where you're going to play it. Let's just, we could start with the first sliver. It's the first. <laughs> the first it sliver. It has the first in the name, yeah. It's okay. Wooberg to play it. It's a 7-7, seven, seven, so just like all the other great big slivers. It's got Cascade, slivers you control, or sliver spells you cast have Cascade. Interesting. People so will your changelings p- count. Yes. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so people are going to play this with a scroll rack, and they're going to set up their things. They're going to drop their five-drop sliver, because you obviously have five mana, and then you're going to get your four, your three, your two, and your one. I think that, bam, 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 I think that people are just going to play it with slivers and cast the biggest sliver in their hand. Yeah. Right? And you can cascade, chain your slivers together if you only ever cascade into slivers. I don't know if it's as powerful as everybody says it is. No, it's not. It's fine. Like... It's not going to be your new five-color CEDH deck like no. Niv-Mizzet is, like I thought it was going to be. It's not going to be Sliver Queen. No. It doesn't search for other slivers like Sliver Overlord and then just go infinite with like Training Grounds or Hearthstone. You know what I like? And this is the first resounding positive of the deck, the set. 
when we look at the price of Sliver Queen, Sliver Overlord, Sliver Hive Lord, Sliver Legion, those are those are all of them. Yep. Those are all expensive, and this one is too, but this one will be attainable because people are going to just crack boxes and open it. So people are going to get this card. Absolutely. You're going to be able to find this in the wild probably, yeah. And it does open up another way to build sliver.deck. This one, I think, if you're going to sit down and say, this is my casual sliver build, I think that first sliver could be, because you want to increase sliver density to make your cascade triggers chain together, right? So you're probably going to kick out stuff like training grounds and what else goes into this? Heartstone is the other one, right? Yes, training ground, Heartstone, that Biomancer's assistant. Yeah. You could take out the intruder alarms and all that other stuff that makes Sliver so busted. And Sliver aggro tribal. And just play Sliver cards, which is what the, the casual Sliver fan wants to do. They don't always have to be degenerate combo decks. You could build a fun Sliver deck with the first Sliver and have it be really powerful. Yeah. Whereas all the other four, and except for Legion, are just kind of busted. And you can get away from well, Legion. Legion gives them all coat of arms for slivers. Yeah, he's 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 already casual. He's the casual one you play now. Uh, you know what? It's still a sliver deck, so people are still going to hate it and hate it out, hate 100%. playing against it and hate playing it out. But it gives you another build path. Yeah, which that, I do appreciate. Yeah, you got to like that. Okay, so should we move on to the next one? Let's. This one touches on an arc we did, or an episode we've already done in yeah, the arc. let's just plow through them in alphabetical. Some of them will be longer. Some of them will be a little bit shorter. Aula Queen Among Bears. Yeah, shout out to Raf Garcia and his Bear Punch deck. He actually messaged me on uh, Discord or, or Twitter or something and said, you know what, I love the altered art Serac Bear Punch card you did, but I might have to cut it, and this is the commander. Which makes me happy that he's got a two two for two. It's a it's a it's a it's a bear. Yeah. And it makes more bears or gives bears plus something. Like this is the bear commander. It's got super rad art. It's I like this card. Yeah. I am a big fan of this card. Give, I give I, it a read. We didn't actually read it. Aula Queen Among Bears is a two two for two. Whenever another bear enters the battlefield under your control, choose one. Put two plus one plus one counters on target bear or target bear you control fights a creature you don't control. So it gives your bear plus bear plus bear. And then gives them fight, gives them punch. Yeah. So it's it's everything you want to do with a bear deck. Yeah, super awesome, super good. Now you liked this next creature. This quite a one, bit. we we talk about the th- we build lots of decks, right? We, we do. jam lots. We see cards. We're playing EDH and M's. Our play group has like twelve dudes that all have multiple decks. We see lots of decks. Yes. The threshold to build a deck for us is very high. Before it's like, oh, I just tipped over into the I want to build this category. And this one did it. Yeah, man. We got uh, Hogak Arisen Necropolis. Give it a read. Hogak Arisen Necropolis is Golgari Golgari Hybrid 5 for an 8-8 avatar. You can't spend mana to cast this spell. So all of a sudden, when you tell me I can't do something, I already just, that's all I want to (laughs) do. And then he also has Convoke and Delve. Delve, you can remove cards in your graveyard from the game to reduce the colorless mana cost of a spell. No, sorry. It helps you pay for the colorless component of the spell. It's a pay-for ability yes. now. They they recently changed that. And Convoke is you can tap a creature and it will reduce the cost, not reduce the cost of a spell, it will pay for the cost of a spell of a colorless, or if the creature is green or black, it can pay for a green or black as well. And then you can cast him from your graveyard, and he has Trample. 
So you can cast them from your graveyard and avoid commander attacks, but you can just let them die. Excellent. You just play all these dumb idiot creatures, and he's an 8-8 trampler, so he could beat. Here's a question. Hmm? And we've never had a commander like this before, so we don't know how it's going to work. How would commander attacks work with this? Could you delve and convoke commander attacks as well? Yep. Cool. Yeah, because it's an additional cost, and you apply additional costs, and then you use cost reducers or pairs. So only Trinisphere can stop it. And Trinisphere doesn't even stop it because... But it would cost at least three, wouldn't it? No, because you're not reducing the cost. You're, you're, just, you're, you're paying, paying cost. for the cost with your delve and your oh, I convoke. Like, I like that. Isn't that a cool card? And, and it has the, rad art. The, the art is so, so sick. Vincent Prose? Or Vincent something. Good on you, man. That's a lot of detail for a one and a half by one and a half piece of art. Yeah. Uh, Cass is getting a reprint. Everybody knows Cass. We can probably just... Yeah, she was 2017 Commander. She's getting a reprint because people want to play her in Legacy, but the only version of her was a curled-in-half hot dog bun foil from the Commander set. Yeah. And now she's getting a reprint in non-foil, and people are going to lose their mind. Yeah, that's that's fine. The next one, people are super hard on this guy. I don't like him. No? No, I don't like this card. That's just me, but it's um, Morophon the Boundless. Give him a read. 6-6 six, six for 7, Changeling. Enters the battlefield, choose a creature type, spells of the chosen type you cast cost Wooburg less to cast, but that only reduces the colored part of a spell. So if I choose Elf and then I want to play a Llanowar Elf, it costs Wooburg less, and green being one of the colors, I just cast my Llanowar Elf for free. Yes, it would be for free, yes. So there are certainly combo potentials with this because you're reducing stuff down to zero. You could play the... Um... Who's that snake elf druid that draws you a card? Coiling puts, Oracle. Coiling Oracle. You play him for free. Yeah. Pretty and, cool. Yeah, for sure. And you... He's also a lord for the creature type you pick. Gives him plus one, plus one. Yeah. Yeah. There's combos with a, a whole bunch of different stuff. Wizards has gone on record of saying, like, for this guy, they wanted a catch-all tribal commander that you could just say, I want to play... Bears. Witches. I orcs. I want to play orc tribal. That's a good one. Make, get your orc generals. <laughs> um, orcish general from dark or whatever. You just you can name orc and then that's your tribe and this is your commander. I like that. I like that, but I feel like it doesn't. It doesn't. It just gives them a buff. Like that's all it does is gives that tribe a buff and makes them cost less. I don't know. I like the concept of the card, but that cost reduction I think is just going to lead to like. You know what you can do with this card in a lot of cases is you can play any tribe and you could almost do it with wastes because you I could probably you could probably build a goblin deck with this where you never have to tap a mountain. That's actually cool. Like that's neat. So, but it, I don't know. Like I don't know. It seems like it takes some of the I don't want to say the the barrier to entry, especially after I talked about price of the set and the barrier to entry to playing Wooberg is now reduced by nothing because you only have to buy this guy, but. Know. You know what? I I super appreciate that take on it. Is that I could just play basics in my Morophone deck because I don't need mana fixing for my tribe. Yeah, and you just skewer weight the color, the actual color of the deck towards maybe green for your ramp to get you your basics. Like just play Farseek and cultivate in Kadama's Reach. Like we already play those cards. Yeah. Um, which then raises the question, like, he's not doing anything unique because I'm just making a green deck that plays goblins for free? 
See, this is an interesting take on this card. This card is so weird. Yeah, like it could be, it, and it runs the gambit. It could be totally busted. I haven't busted it in my brain yet, but it could be. Or it could be like the most casual five-color commander you'll the, ever see. Yeah, the range, top to bottom, front to back on Morphone is very broad, very wide, right? Because you could go one out of 10 casual, 10 out of 10 competitive. Oh, you probably couldn't go 10 out of 10, but you get what I'm saying. Yes. And then front to back, you could go any tribe you want, any build within that tribe you want. Like lots of times I talk about the, I go to Animar because it's like Morph Animar, Combo Animar, Eldrazi Animar. There's a couple different build paths. Morphone is like that too, because you can do whatever you want with it. Is he an element, is Animar an elemental? Yes. Pick elemental with Morphone. You can play Animar for free. Play Horde and Oceans for free. That is not terrible. It's, that is some shit. What's the price tag on that Morphone? 25 bucks Canadian for a non-foil, 120 for a foil. Jeez, that Look, card, I think that card's going to go down. Yeah, it probably will be. It probably will. And it's going to be a really nice foil, too. Like, you look at that art. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. That's going to be a beautiful foil. Yeah. Moving along? Moving along. To the, I'm super pumped for this one. It's going to go in at least one of my decks, and it's, Pashalik Mons. So excellent. You remember the little piece of trivia I told you about this card? Tell me again. So longest, can hear. longest gap in magic history between first reference and actual card. Mons Goblin Raiders was in Alpha originally, and now we have Pashalik Mons in 2019. Wow. It's like a 26-year gap or something. That is excellent. Give him her it a read. Pashalik Mons is a 2-2 Goblin Warrior for red 2. Whenever it or another goblin you control dies, it deals one damage to anything, and you can pay red three, sack a goblin to make two goblins. Yeah, so that combos with, um, what's the what's the combo card? Mana Echoes. Yes, you just need to make red. You get two, so you sacrifice one of them to your, the, the sack a goblin, get a red mana? Skirk, Skirk Prospector. That's right, so you get your red, and then you use the colorless component from your Mana Echoes, and you get two more. You sack one for red, and you get, like, you net a goblin. You sack a goblin, get a, get a red, and you get another goblin every time. So mana echoes in that go infinite. And whenever a goblin dies, deals one damage, you just deal all the damages. Yep. Patch like Mons is a house. Yeah. It's, and I mean, it's like... Oh yeah, mana echoes. That was already a broken card. So yeah, we we can't say Pashalik is broken because it's actually it's mana echoes that's broken, right? Yeah, it's just a strong card. It's a it's a good card. I'm thinking I'm gonna cut um, Ib Halfheart for her. Oh yeah, I like Ib a lot, but I just I like Pashalik Mons more. In your Cranko deck. In Cranko, yep. Yeah, okay. So she's cool. I like her lots. Yeah. All right. Next up is I was thinking about this one. Let's read it first, and then I'll ask you my question. Sis, a Weatherlight Captain. Yeah, she got, what did she get, a face job, boob job? She got everything. She might have got bum bum implants. Yeah, they... She's looking pretty good. They, they're doing the... Remember we talked about Nisa and how Nisa got bigger boobs in every oh, yeah. card? Like, here's Captain Sisse with her... She looks like a cam girl now. Yeah, with her rippling muscles and her fully painted face and all that stuff. It's like, doesn't look like a pirate. Looks well, she, like a porno she, pirate. She's definitely not a pirate. Don't Google porno pirate because there are Those, that is a thing. Yeah, that is a real thing. Don't 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 do it. Started a whole thing. Let's not get into it. Sisse Weatherlight Captain. Highest highest Yeah. Highest budget porno movie of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's a two two human soldier for white two. 
Gets plus one, plus one for each color among other legendary permanents you control and has Wooburg. Search your library for a legendary permanent card with an inverted mana cost less than Siste's power. Put that card onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. <sighs> Lots going on there. So she's like an improved, the rebel guy. I can't remember his name right now. General Tazri. Yes. Is that what she is? Maybe, yeah. I if, saw this and thought immediately General Tazri. Yeah, the first thing I think of is when they hide a Wooburg in a... Text box? Yeah. They, they, they're they hiding it in there to like throw the commander players a bone and just say, play whatever you want. When in reality, there are there are two build paths. It's just like Morphone. That's right. Brando <laughs> motioned. Nobody could see that, but yeah. there are two build paths. There are build the crew of the Weatherlight because now you can play every single color, which gives you access to all the different crews of the Weatherlight. That would be really cool. And that is totally cool. Yeah, And you can even find the Weatherlight with her because she finds legendary permanents. Gall dang. That's neat. You could find both Weatherlights with her because there was one in uh, Plane Shift and one in Dom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find that. And Wizards has gone on record of saying they would like to do other redo other members of the Weatherlight crew because some of them are so GD terrible. Yeah. Like they're just bad legendary creatures, so they want to redo them. So that might be a thing that we see. The other build path. Just chain up legendary creatures and, like, build a CEDH combo. Yeah. Like like the other Sisse, where there's Sisse stacks or Paradox Sisse where you just, like, combo while locking other people out. Awful. Or General Tazri where you just tainted packed for food chain and when you get your food chain you've exiled the other cast from exile creatures that you go infinite with food chain on and this is this feels a lot like that does where you can just wooberg search a thing wooberg search a thing exile everything uh food chain win yeah so here's hoping not too many people do that and they instead do the Weatherlight crew thing. You could do the whole story of the Weatherlight in a oh, deck that yeah. would be cool and remember remember that card we did a video on it um Debt of Loyalty? Yeah. Where it has, like, Maraxis from Keld and Gerard, and, and he saved them or something. Like, there's little Weatherlight stories on cards that you could include in this deck to do 100% flavor. It'd be so neat. Squee and Squeeze Toy. You could have all the artifacts from the Legacy Weapon. You could have all that, the Mike Stone, the Meek Stone. You could do a whole, like, Urza Weatherlight deck. That'd be neat. You know who you could include in that? God dang, Urza High Artificer. Fuck this guy. Yeah. You know what? F this guy. We wanted Urza, dude. We wanted him. We wanted him. Don't include me in that. I didn't want (laughs) Urza. Because I knew whatever Urza card they eventually printed was going to be some high-end bullshit like this. I knew it. And here we are. We we thought we, we were getting trolled by wizards when they did Urza Head Academy whatever that just the head planeswalker yeah, card. has like an old his own website or whatever yeah and, yeah you know what the card is super powerful the first day it was spoiled was one of our magic nights it was like a tuesday or something right and we were all talking and this was my take okay this is my take give him a read then i'll tell you my take okay urza lord high artificer is a human artificer one four for blue blue two when he enters the battlefield, you create a zero zero colorless construct artifact creature token with this creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact you control. New paragraph. Tap an untapped artifact you control, add blue. New paragraph five. Shuffle your library, then exile the top card until end of turn you may play that card for free. Okay, so he does three things. 
Three good things, three relevant things. Yeah, he gives you a beast of burden or a Karnstruct, as they say. Well, I like um, that, Karnstruct. Yeah, a, a zero, zero that gets plus one, plus one for each artifact you control. Sure. He gives you Telerian Academy because artifacts tap for a blue, so you can tap all artifacts you control to give you a blue for each one. That's Telerian Academy yeah. for all intents and purposes here. And then five mana, he Temporal Apertures, which was another Urza's Saga card, I think. Where you shuffle your library and get it, get the top card for free. You cast it. Yes. Which is probably important. When you make infinite mana, it's important. Because you pair him with mana rocks and stacks pieces and tutors to find <laughs> artifacts. And you just go infinite and you find your paradox engine and you just cast stuff with his temporal aperture ability. Because it's a cast, right? That's play. So you can get artifact lands with it. Well, the one. You get to see the sign on, I guess, but... Yeah. Do you get cast triggers when you play? I don't know. Probably. Regardless, you make infinite mana and you temporal aperture your whole deck. Yeah. Until you find your paradox engine and it's fine. All by himself. He just does that. By himself. And when you cast him, you get the construct that you can tap for a blue. So really he costs blue two. And blue two, if we go all the way to CEDH, because that's where he's going to go... Blue two on turn one, blue two on turn two, infinite on turn three, and probably like that's nothing that any CEDH player is really gonna um, be offended by or shake a stick at because they're gonna pack a bunch of interaction and you can kill artifacts and stuff. But he lets you back it up with blue like interaction elements, yeah, and People are going to see this in casual and be like, oh, yeah, it's an Urza deck, but it's going to be like, it's it's got the Gave effect where it's just accidentally, oh, oops, I didn't know that was an infinite combo. I guess I win. That's yeah. what's going to happen, right? Yeah, that's the kind of card that that is, and I, I hate that. I mean, I, I get it. He's Urza. He's got to be all big time, but Jesus. I hate, I yeah. You know what? I don't want to say I hate the card because I'm a little bit of an Urza fanboy, but I hate that the card has a $70 price tag because there's other Urza fanboys. I hate that it goes straight to CEDH. It hasn't even been printed physically. Nobody holds one of these in their hand yet as a regular person, and it's already a CEDH deck. Yeah. It's already been broken. It's already... It's it's done. It's, it's already on rails, been, and it feels solved, right? Yeah. It's already got a build path. It's got everything you don't want, or we don't want, around here at least, in a, yeah. in a, in a commander card. So FU Jesse said it's going to be like... Emergency banned, like Grizzlebrand and Worldfire were. P.S. Unban Worldfire. Yes. Unban <laughs> that immediately. So this is what I think. We've got a banned and restricted announcement like quarterly, right? There's four a year or whatever. The next one is going to be in July. Ju July? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe, sure. Yeah. I think that we're going to hear a Urza's being watched announcement. Just like they make, like, oh, a Karn is being watched announcement. Or new Narset that doesn't let you draw more than one card is being watched. We know that they're powerful. We know that they're CEDH playable. That doesn't bother us because there's only, there's only like, a small percentage of people who want to play CEDH with yeah. each other. Yeah. The rest of them just want to lie about it and, like, flex on noobs, right? Yeah. But they're going to watch it. If it is as broken as everybody thinks and it's broken beyond people tempering their deck building with it, then in six months from now's banned and restricted list, we might see it banned. You know what I think on this one? What do you think? And this is 
I'm I'm probably way out into left field because I don't pay as close attention to CEDH as you do. I just try and make decks the F with them. Okay. I, I, I actually like that take, by the way. <laughs> I think they're going to use this card as the excuse to finally ban Paradox Engine. Ooh. Because Paradox Engine technically is one of the problems, right? It's and it's like what we said about uh, Mana Echoes, right? Where it's yeah. like, it's not it's not Pashalik Mons that's the problem. It's the it's the enabler. Yeah, and Paradox the Engine. Engine, sorry. Yeah, yeah, and Paradox Engine is the engine behind a lot of broken stuff in EDH. And I don't think that they're going to, they're not going to ban it now because it's... Whatever. But this thing could be the little like, oh, you know, now it's over the edge and we're going to get rid of it because so many people complain about it. Yeah. You know what? It, it, it does it does raise the question, though, because it's like, okay, Paradox Engine is banned, but you know what else is really good in Urza besides a bunch of mana rocks is Isochron Scepter dramatic, dramatic Reversal combo where yeah. you just make infinite mana. When you have infinite mana with your mana rocks with Urza, because they all untap, even if they're not mana rocks, you can tap them for a blue. Yeah. You just like tap your howling mine for a blue and then you, it's a bad example, but you know what I mean. You tap your howling mine and your winter orb and you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you tap it for a blue and then you untap them with dramatic scepter combo and you've netted a bunch of mana. Oh, now that I know I can play it with winter orb, now I want to play. I'm fine with Urza now. I'm fine <laughs> yeah. with it. Then, I'm fine with it. And then you just temporal aperture, like I'm your whole deck. I'm not telling anybody anything that they don't know. I'm just saying it's going to be on the watch list, methinks. Probably. And uh, that's, I mean, it is what it is. It's yeah. it's getting printed. It's going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down in a pod and if it's casual pod and somebody whips out an Urza, I'm immediately just going to pack up my shit and I'm going to fuck off because it's going to be accidentally broken. There's nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me believe that it isn't going to do something broken, that isn't going to that isn't going to lead to a non-game for everybody else. And, oh, no, it's just an Urza fun tribal artifact. No, it's not. No, it's immediately oh, it's not. Oh, it's not a CEDH, even though I'm playing for prizes. Yes, it is. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Everybody knows how I feel about people who lie about what they're playing. Yep. And this, this guy is the Lord High Artificer of I'm lying. I like that. That is good, Lord High Artificer let's, of Lies. Let's move on to something that I do like. Yes, and this guy is cool. Lots of people are rock hard for this card. I'm a fan. I'm, I'm rock, rock hard, hard for his belt buckle. Yeah, I, all right, all right. It's Yogmoth Thrawn Physician. I'll read him real fast. He's a human cleric, 2-4 for black, black, 2. Protection from humans, sure. Pay one life, sack another dude, put a minus one, minus one counter on up to one target bro, and draw a card. Also, black, black, discard a card, proliferate. How do you like this with um, Undying, where they come back with a plus one, plus one counter on them after you sacrifice them? <laughs> you just put a minus one, minus one counter on another Undying guy that has a plus one on it, so you can sack him and get him back? Wow. That's a combo. It's good. That's a combo. You need two Undying guys. It's fine. Just play them all. Yeah, you can do it. Well, you could use the... Uh, now the Cauldron gives them the other one, the minus one, Persist. minus one, one. Persist. That's you you play the one that when it Micaeus. enters the battlefield, target opponent loses two life. And you just play another Undying guy, and you just sacrifice them and remove the counters infinitely and dome everybody for two every time. <laughs> so so we, we go from a dirtbag infinite combo engine to another dirtbag infinite combo engine. That also costs four mana, but this time we're playing black, so we just have every black ritual. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. This is the difference between blue and black. Because people are okay with black combos. <laughs> people fucking hate me. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. 
Uh, I think everybody's just super excited for Urza and Yawgmoth. They are the two figureheads of magic. Of old. Not now. It's like Jason, Liliana, or yeah, whatever. Whatever. They can get out of here. Um, but Urza and Yawgmoth, I mean, that's cool. I'm happy that we have Urza and Yawgmoth. I'm not necessarily happy that they're just crazy broken. But they have yeah. to be. They have yeah. to be because if they don't... They're a disappointment. And nobody buys them, and everybody hates it. Yeah, you got to have your figurehead cards be really good. Like yeah. as they shifted focus away from Jace, you saw his cards kind of getting less and less good. Yeah, that's kind but, of a thing. But when he was like the figurehead of yeah, Jace the mind sculptor, and then you had like Jace the mill yourself. Yeah, Jace the guild pack. Yeah. Jace the Jace the lab man. Hey, you like lab man, right? We're trying to salvage Jace. You like lab man, right? Here's <laughs> here's lab man Jace. Everybody's just like, get out of here, Labman Jace. Give me new Lily. Draw my cards when things die. Yeah. Hey, I was. I'm gonna. Speaking of which, put new Lily in in your Yawgmoth deck and just draw your deck. Yeah, I guess. Hey. Yeah. Who's laughing now, Blue? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna mention on last week's episode, I mentioned like as a joke, I should build Liliana Tribal, and sure. I to- I totally did. Oh yeah. Yeah, I took one of the combos from last week's deck. Fen Bogerty had a really cool combo in his deck and I I retrofitted it into something that I was already working on and then I made Lily Tribal. Look so, at you, Brewmaster Brando. Yeah, Lily Tribal Zombies. We're not going to call you CCO Brando anymore. We're going to call you BMB Brando. <laughs> BMB Nation. <laughs> Brewmaster Brando. <laughs> I like it. Working on it. But that was a thing. So I'm I'm pumped to try that out at the next Tuesday Night Magic. Ooh. Yeah, and so thanks to Fen Bogarty for having a sweet combo in his deck that I could just totally lift and put into one of mine. Yeah, also F you. F you a lot. And F Urza and Yawgmoth. I'm happy they exist. I'm happy to pull foils, or if anybody wants to send me them, be my guest. For painting? No, just for keeping. <laughs> just forgives for keeps. Yeah, forgives for keeps. My favorite kind of forgives. Okay, now we're coming up kind of on the clock, but we were going to We mentioned Oathbreaker early in our episode, so... Just as a prequel to the to the storm, let's talk real quick about the two planeswalkers in the set. Yeah, speaking of cam girls from a few minutes ago. Yeah, Sarah the Benevolent. Dude. Oh my. Take all my coins. <laughs> Sarah the Benevolent is a four loyalty planeswalker for white, white two. There's another one of those. Four mana planeswalkers yeah, are fine, aren't they? Does that mean we're gonna get Frailies for green, green two, and she's gonna be? Not in this Unreal. set. Not in this set, but at some Don't point. Don't we already have a Fraley's? Yeah, and she's amazing, but now I want another one. <laughs> now I'm getting greedy, Ryan. Now I'm greedy. All right, Sarah the Benevolent has three relevant abilities. Her plus two creatures you control with flying get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Minus three, create a four, four white angel creature token with flying and vigilance. That's the new angel, I guess. That is a Sarah Angel. They just have vigilance now. And No, they don't. They've had vigilance since Alpha. It's called Sarah Angel. Well, no, because the tokens all have vigilance now, too. All the things that make angels have vigilance. Oh, neat. Yeah, it's crazy. And her big one, minus six, you get an emblem with, if you control the creature, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one, reduces it to one instead. So that's like Sarah's something enchantment that gives your guys plus one, plus one, and flying. That's a card. I don't remember what it's called. These are flying creatures plus one, plus one. Yeah. Um, What card is that? It's from masks or something, isn't it? Mm. Or uh, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. The minus whatever is... Get a Sarah Angel. Yep. Apparently they're apparently that's a good card. I guess that's why all angels get vigilance now. Because everybody's <laughs> like rock hard for Sarah Angels. And her minus six is worship. Yeah. I don't hate any of those, and I also love the art. I like this card a lot. It's it, it's cool. It feels kind of 
It feels casual. It feels fun. It feels meant to just here's Sarah. Here's a good card that's based on a popular character. It, it feels play. It, it feels good too, though. Like it feels. Well, certainly not a bad. Is this card go in modern? I don't know enough. I don't know enough about modern to know if this cracks the, the threshold or not. But it feels like it probably. I've, I've heard people does. talk about it. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't know. Tell us we're wrong on Twitter. Yeah. I guess if you play modern, or yeah. if you're Evan. Yeah, if you're a modern person, let us know if, if it's good. F you, Joel might chime in on that too. Anyways, Sarah, yeah. player in EDH decks. You're gonna play in your white deck. Yes. If I get one, I will 100% play it. I probably won't buy it, but if I open one, I will happily play it. Oh, yeah, she's expensive, which yeah. leads me to believe that she's, she's playing modern right. because this is the modern set and she's expensive in it, so it's like, I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's a, here's a new thing. We have a guy in our EDH&M group, and every oh, week yeah, he, this. he plays angel decks. This is the guy that's like reducing the color of his angel deck. We found out how he does this. Yeah, he had a, a Traxa. He had, then he had something else, something else. Genera, and then... Something else than mono white. Yeah, and it was uh, Avison this week, and then next week he's gonna do the white red one that reduces damage to him and doubles damage to everybody else, so that he can play red in his angel. Gisela, yeah. yeah, and he does that because he has one of every printing of every angel ever printed, starting in alpha to today. That's super sick. He that said, is so e- cool. except for like summer magic. Yeah, like the yeah. the stupid the thousand dollar one. <laughs> yeah. But that's, I don't know, I have no, I count that as a full set. Honestly, if you're missing only Summer Magic, I, that's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. And he has like one of every one. Like if there was a, a From the Vaults printing and I was, a regular printing, I was bugging him about too. Gabriel Angelfire because Gabriel Angelfire doesn't actually have flying. And I was like, what about the one that doesn't have flying? And he was like, it gets flying. <laughs> do, you have, do you have the Legends one and the Chronicles one? Yes, yes. yes. Do you have Italian and Portuguese Legends? No. Then you don't have every one. He's like, no, every English one. I was just trolling him because I'm a dick. <laughs> what's our What's our last P dub? This This card made me shit my pants. This card is a two mana planeswalker. A good two mana planeswalker. Oh yeah, you qualified that with yes. a with a good. Don't lump the Don't lump whoever this is in with that trash Tybalt. Don't 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 even do it. Trash bald. Trash bald. This Ren and Six. I have no I don't even care who he is. Ren and Stimpy. You know what I want? I want to draw Ren wearing a Stimpy suit on this card. That'd be sweet. Yeah, like Stimpy skin. Ooh. Yeah. Anyways. The, Ren and Six. My Oathbreaker that I'm going to play. There you go. The, when I build an Oathbreaker deck, this is it right here. Ren and Six is a Three loyalty planeswalker for green red. Go big surprise! Why I'm so hard for it. Plus one return up to one target land card from your graveyard to your hand. Minus one run and six deals one damage to anything. Minus seven you get an emblem with instant and sorcery spells in your graveyard. Have retrace. Retrace. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. Okay. Fine, you get a land back. Yeah. That's, that's actually good. You get a fetch land. You get maybe two landfall triggers. Yeah. Uh, you can. I don't know what land do you want to get back. Your wasteland every turn. Sure. Strip mine every turn. That's also really good. Yeah. Just take care of all the bad lands. You can sacrifice lands to get stuff to plus him, them. Yeah. That minus ability, super weak. Not even medium. It's just bad. The minus one is the worst. The minus one is the worst. Mind you, it's a two mana planeswalker. So I'm thinking like, oh, Chandra's got a minus to do damage, but she costs like six. This one costs two. So is it that bad on a two mana? It kills mana dorks. It kills birds. It yeah, kills lots of stuff. You know what? In modern, it's probably fine. In Oathbreaker, 
I don't know. This is your job to find out our X1's good, like our Mana Dork's good in Oathbreaker. If they are, this card's good because you could just cast it and minus it to kill something. Yeah. It's probably okay. I think it's a good... I think this is a great... I don't think it's broken. I don't think it's the format-defining thing. I just like it because it goes in two of my favorite decks right now, and it's going to helm a deck that I'm going to build. Yeah, and that was my problem with it when we were discussing before the show, is it goes in Omnath decks, Angry Omnath. It goes in Wind Grace. It goes in Lands Matters decks. So it's like, oh, it just goes in all the Lands Matters decks yeah. that can play it. Like, how, how, how does this provide diversity and and grow the format when it's just like i'm reducing the amount of cards that get played by adding the same card to like five different decks totally doesn't it only goes into decks that i like and of course you like them you're biased so yeah. you're okay with yeah, it that's that's but under normal circumstances yeah. it's like oh it's like oh whatever like sarah's like oh it's an angel thing i don't like angels whatever but this is like a lands card yeah this is awesome it's yeah cool. and you know get what i guess going back to sarah you can make the same argument oh every Every girlfriend of a Magic player who has an Angels deck is going to play Sarah in there now because she's going to get one for her birthday from her boyfriend who built the deck for her. <laughs> so I'm just bugging you, ladies. Yeah. I'm just bugging you. Yeah, we're just... We're, that's... Yeah. But the the same is true for Sarah. She just, like, flavorly fits into all Angel decks. And it's like, oh, that's not really yeah. doing anything for Angel deck except giving them, like, their Sarah. She could be your Angel Tribal Oathbreaker deck. Yeah, and I'm I'm assuming that's what she's for. I'm just assuming. Also, Renan Six is gonna go into the modern aggro loam deck, which I'm hundred percent convinced will happen. You're gonna are you gonna build it? You play yes. some modern? I am going to build Look at you go. Modern. Look yeah. at BMB, Brewmaster yeah. Brown is gonna brew a, up some aggro loam. This is a set that I'm pumped about. Like I'm gonna this is gonna maybe get me into a format. Like this that, is cool. and that's what it's for. That's why magic's booming, is because yeah. if Wizards is terrible at any one or number of things and you name whatever they're terrible at and i'll believe you you know what they're really good at getting people hyped getting people rock hard for yeah. sets like tight pants rock hard yeah 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 and yeah. you know what I, I didn't want to end the the show on a negative note for ren and six so i will say that minus seven we don't talk about um ultimates very much oh my god but instants and sorceries have retrace in your retrace. lands matter deck retrace oh i guess i drew my land and i already have 87 of them so i guess lands don't matter <laughs> i'll just toss it to cast yeah. anything tell everybody what retrace is if there's any new members of cco nation retrace is you can cast an instant or sorcery card in your graveyard if you discard a land as well in addition to paying yeah, its casting you, you cost. You pay for it and chuck a land and you play it again. So it's and, like, and I, specifically, it doesn't work like flashback where you exile it after. You just do it over and over again. You cast it from your graveyard, it hits the stack, and it goes back to your graveyard like it would normally do when it resolves. Yeah. So, oh, I guess I'm just going to... Lands don't matter anymore. That's that's so <laughs> ironic. Yeah. And it's, it's such a good uh, juxtaposition where it's like, yeah. my lands deck doesn't care about lands anymore. And that's so refreshing because lands matter decks are they, they kind of saw a resurgence you know with um gitrog and then angry omnath and then wind grace kind of all spread out a couple years apart there's lots of those decks now yeah and this one goes in and then by the time this ultimates it's like oh they don't matter they don't even care anymore yeah i don't yeah. care i'm just gonna what, what, do you, what do you what do you cast just decimate every turn well that well i can cast all of my favorite things every time i could decimate like two times every turn or this is my favorite thing. Oh, I drew a forest. I guess that sucks. I guess I'll just Genesis wave for 10 <laughs> instead. Every damn Every turn. turn like that's, 
that's so it's fun. Yeah, for me. That, that no, you know what? That is fun. I I do yeah. like that. It like, it's not it's broken. Good. It's it's just fun, and I I think that's what magic cards need to be. Who the hell is he? This is a planeswalker we don't know anything about yet. He looks just like Tefri, except he's attached to a tree instead of a machine. No, Tezzeret. Tezzeret, that's the one I meant, yes. Yeah, I, I don't remember who was talking about it. I was listening to another cast who said that Ren and Six, sorry, whoever you were, I don't remember, um, Ren is the dude, and Six is the tree folk life support guy that he's like mecha suited onto and he doesn't name them because he just uses them and six is the sixth time he's done this oh that means he's probably a villain too so is that is that like is that just like sick that he like bioengineers himself onto this other life form and just leeches off it till it dies and he gets a new one which is totally disturbing yeah. but also super sweet because he can just ditch and like when he when he unattaches it like dies and he just gets another one so he can just level up if he finds like a redwood in California he's like <laughs> oh look at this one and he's just a giant now or he could <laughs> he could just go into whatever tree folk he wants and just beat wholesale ass like a, just switching mech suits on avatar that's pretty cool. Or Gundam or what? Yeah, means, name your giant robot show. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say Power Rangers. <laughs> that's that too. Yeah, that works. It also works. So that's that, and we're. I think we're gonna leave it there for this episode. I think so. What do we do? We did Legendary Creech. We did Planeswalkers. A little bit longer form. We gave some some opinions of the set. Good, good so far. You like it? I like it. I'm liking it so far. So we're gonna come back and we're gonna do the rest of the set. Some of the other cards that we're pumped about, hoping to see in a couple of EDH decks, kicking around stuff. We're gonna buy stuff. We're gonna play. Where are we gonna buy that stuff? We're gonna buy that stuff at our official sponsor, FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's biggest magic store. And we're gonna talk about the stuff that we're gonna get from there on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Ooh.